listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's focus on Seattle. Take you around the league with our good friend Russell Baxter from NFLSpinZone.com. So yesterday, Michael Bennett, Russ, we saw the trade from Seattle to Philadelphia. Can't be made official until we get to the start of the new league year. Richard Sherman, according to reports, will be moving on as well. Beyond the football motivation, do you think these moves are driven by this team trying to change the culture of the organization? There's been so much talk about a divided locker room and a rift between the offense and the defense. I think there's a degree of that, Brian. I don't think there's any question about it. And and also, this is a team um, went to -to back-to-back Super Bowls. We all know what happened in uh, Super Bowl 49. Um, But more importantly, The last two years, this club has gotten away from what made them a championship club. A very determined ground attack, a solid defense. Now, some of those defensive problems have been brought about by the fact that Earl Thomas missed a stretch run in 2016. We just saw Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman hurt late this past year. But that ability to control the tempo of the game with Marshawn Lynch, um, that it's disappeared. Obviously, Lynch... Um, didn't play in 2016. He retired. 2017, he came back with the Raiders. But more importantly, the offensive line has kind of come apart. Um, they spent a lot of money on their defense. They didn't do a lot to secure their offensive line, which you go back a couple of years ago, you know, James Carpenter, Russell Okun, uh, Max Unger, all those guys either retired or, or moved on elsewhere or, or so on and so on. So, um, you win football games in the trenches. We just saw that with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, solid in the offensive and defensive lines. And I think the offensive line issue caught up with them. And then you throw in the other stuff and the personalities and so on. Um, and this is a team that missed the playoffs for the first time in 2007 this past year. Russell, when you, with all that said, when you look within this division out in the NFC West, how now the the, the – the powers that be has changed. I mean, you have the L.A. Rams that, that we saw play really good, and you saw this 49ers team grab Jimmy Garoppolo, and all of a sudden you end up seeing him change things around to where it got him a $137.5 million deal. So give me your take on that division as we move forward, knowing that the changes on defense with the Legion of Boom is about done. Uh, well, how funny is it? And you know what? It, it, it epitomizes what the league is, and especially what the NFC Cordell has been these last couple of years. Think about this. The San Francisco 49ers are the only team in the NFC West this past year to have a losing record. Okay? Um, the Rams were obviously 11-5, 9-7 Seattle, 8-8 Arizona. They were 6-10. and And yet the 49ers own the longest current winning streak in the league, five straight games after that one in 10 start. So you talk about, you look at the, uh, what the other teams in the division are doing right now too. Okay. Um, Seattle obviously looks like they're cleaning house a little. Um, And besides the players, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new offensive line coach. There's a lot changing in Seattle. The Arizona Cardinals at the moment don't have a quarterback. Carson Palmer retired, Blaine Gabbard, Drew Stanton, uh, about to hit free agency next week. And the Rams, well, whatever happened to go west? Well, everybody else is leaving. I mean, they, they traded um, Robert Quinn to the Dolphins. They just traded Tree to the New York Giants. They're making changes as well. So it's funny. Topsy-turvy. And, and talk about a little symmetry here. In 2016, the only team in the NFC East 
with a losing record was the Philadelphia Eagles. And they parlayed that into a win in Super Bowl 52. If you're looking for Horace Greeley references and outstanding NFL analysis, one man delivers Russell Baxter, <laughs> NFLSpinZone.com. Russ, it feels like just a matter of time before Richard Sherman will be on the move. We know he's an expensive player. That's part of the motivation. But from a football standpoint, where do you think he is at this stage of his career? Have you seen slippage in his game? That's part of the narrative. No, I haven't seen slippage in his game. And, um, you know, you go back to 2016 and not having Earl Thomas there, I mean, obviously that's a little bit of a detriment and so on, but I don't think you've really seen him fall apart. Now he's going to be recovering from an Achilles injury, so it's going to be interesting to see what he's like early in the season and so on. But, you know, based on sheer will, you know, he's going to make somebody pretty happy. And it's going to be interesting to see who goes after him. Does he reunite with Dan Quinn? Possibly in Atlanta. I mean, I, you know, uh, all right, should I make the Sherman in Atlanta joke? <laughs> should I do that? Should I just do it? He's going to okay. march all the way to the sea, Russ, but you're on a roll. Continue. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, listen, he's going to be a very popular commodity. I don't know what money, how that plays out and so on. You know, Richard Sherman's a, a, a terrific story. He was not, you know, a, what, fifth-round draft choice. Um, he's had an outstanding career, obviously very vocal and so on, but it obviously also brings a lot of intensity uh, to any defense. I mean, he's a game changer as far as I'm concerned. So uh, is he what he was a couple of years ago? None of us are. So, But team him with the right people and, and let him be the leader of a defense. And, you know, somebody's going to be very happy. Could the San Francisco 49ers actually try to steal him? That would be interesting. And, and speaking of the 49ers, uh, a team that, you know, grabbed the quarterback like a Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo and, and they thought the world of him. Uh, let's talk about Kirk Cousins when it comes down to what the National Football League may think of him. Minnesota Vikings, we hear allegedly there's rumors that there was a three-year deal that could be guaranteed money of $91 bucks. Give me your take on what do you think about Kirk Cousins and maybe this extremely lucrative deal that he may get that may be guaranteed money all the way through. Well, it's it's kind of funny because a lot obviously is made a couple of weeks ago and Jimmy Garoppolo signed that deal to make him the quote-unquote highest player in NFL history. Uh, I think that's going to last about a week when Kirk Cousins becomes the quote-unquote highest played player in NFL history. And maybe that lasts a couple more weeks when Aaron Rodgers gets you know, what's rumored to be a new deal, and he becomes the quote-unquote highest-played player in NFL history. It's not something to last very long and so on. But listen, Kirk Cousins, 4,000 yards passing, um, even more so the completion percentage the last three years with the Washington Redskins. He stayed on the field for the last three years, um, you know, since he was given the reins of the team. I'm not going to blame Kirk Cousins for the, for the Redskins' shoddy defense, which has been an issue for, for a number of years. But, I mean, be it Minnesota, could Arizona still be in the mix? There's talk about the Jets and so on. Arizona, it's funny, Cordell, Arizona and Minnesota are kind of in the same boat. Neither one of them has a quarterback under contract for 2018. Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, um, Sam Bradford. All potential UFAs. We already talked about what's going on with the Cardinals as well. I get the feeling it's going to come down to those. I think Denver obviously is in the mix as well. But um, Kirk Cousins has had this this last two-year run, which I'll never understand why the Washington Redskins didn't get a long-term deal with them and spent all that money. I mean, you know this as well as I do. 
They, they changed the rules of the franchise tag a couple of years ago. You remember, remember about a decade or so ago, two guys were in the Hall of Fame, Orlando Pace and Walter Jones, got franchised every year, and they played under the franchise tag for numerous years in a row. And the NFL said, we're changing this rule. Now you can get penalized if you franchise a guy two years in a row. Well, I mean, I know the Rams did with Tremaine Johnson. I know the Steelers have now done it with Le'Veon Bell. But ideally, you're really not supposed to do it with a quarterback, and yet the, somehow the Redskins managed to do that. Russ, last one for me. You talked about the muddled quarterback situation in Minnesota. Sam Bradford, I think, will be moving on unless he wants to take backup mm-hmm. money to play for the Vikings. What do you think the market looks like for him? You know the biggest issue. He's seemingly always injured, but when healthy, he put up a dazzling completion percentage during his run in Minnesota. Yeah, and but there's, there's the rub, Brian. It's the win. And, you know, last year, started out the season, riddled the Saints on a Monday night. Um, you know, got bad, but banged up, did not play week two, tried to come back a couple of times. Eventually they just went with Case Keenum, you know, and, and not a young guy anymore. Remember, he was the first overall pick in 2010, you know, so now he, theoretically he would be entering his ninth NFL season. Of course, there was one season where he didn't play at all. I mean, I think, I think it's going to be a, a rough market. I mean, for, for me, I don't know where he's going to be a starter. I know some teams are interested in Teddy Bridgewater as a starter. Obviously, Case Keenum, I think, will get that look-see, look-see as well. I wouldn't be surprised if if the Vikings lose out on Kirk Cousins, for lack of a better word, that Teddy Bridgewater becomes the guy there. Remember, he was there when Zimmer was there uh, the first couple of years. Now, I'll also throw something out that I wrote this morning. Let's not forget that Teddy Bridgewater has basically played no football for two years. Um, it would be nice to see him back on the field and a little sustained. So I'll just throw this out here. Norv Turner is now the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, and the Panthers might be looking for a backup quarterback. Could, could Teddy Bridgewater wind up in Carolina kind of helping out Cam Newton? Although it's funny, Cam Newton might be helping out Teddy Bridgewater. Cam Newton's been in the league longer. But it might be a chance for for Teddy Bridgewater to get a little more football under his feet. Things that make you go, hmm. Russ, as always a pleasure. I love the Horace Greeley reference. So I was trying to come up with the Mount Rushmore of Horaces. I got Horace Mann, of course. Horace Grant. Greeley, I need one more. Can you help me? Oh, boy. This is probably like a Horace Bull question. Um <laughs> Horse. I, 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 I don't know. How about a horse line? Okay, a horse is a horse, of course, of course. Thank you, yeah, Russ. We'll yeah. chat with you down the road on the NFL on TuneIn. You got it, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.